0: Giving you a head start on your weekly healthcare happy hour. On this week's episode of the Healthcare Happy Hour, we are joined by Brian Luciani, partner at Blueprint Benefit Advisors and vice chair of the board of directors at United Benefit Advisors, also known simply as UBA. UBA is considered the nation's leading independent employee benefits advisory organization. Brian, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Would you mind telling the listeners a bit more about yourself?
1: I'm a second generation benefit advisor. I got into the business in 1985, and my dad had established a pretty unique benefit advisory shop, a small group brokerage, if you will. And after learning the business through him and developing our book and referral sources, the two of us and more grew that that business into the largest independent in Connecticut, both organically and through mergers and acquisitions. And now we have a third generation. My son, Matthew, is a partner here now doing exceptionally well and has taken to the business like you would imagine a third generation insurance broker would.
0: For those who may not be familiar, can you talk a bit about what UBA is and the type of work that you all do?
1: Sure. UBA, it's a partnership it began in 2003 when 13 independent benefit shops from all over the country met in the O'Hare Hilton at the behest of uh, David Locasio, who was our founder and a, truly a visionary in the benefit field, to listen to what he had to say about forming what then was just simply an alliance to share best practices and basically enable the independent entrepreneurial benefit advisor to not only excel, but provide best-in-class products, tools, and services to their clients. And since that day, we're now you know 140 firms in the US, Canada, and Europe with an incredible culture of collaboration, networking, and sharing.
0: So obviously, this last year has been pretty rough for everybody. How has your business handled the challenges that arose in 2020?
1: It obviously wasn't easy. I don't think it's been easy for any firm, whether it's in our line of business or, or any other. We were lucky. We have a very seasoned team slash staff at Blueprint. You know, my dad's been in the benefit business for 50 years now. Most of our people have been in 20 years plus. So whether they were working here or remotely, you know, they they knew what they were doing and they were able to stay focused on. What needed to be done for our clients. So, we the majority of us went remote, but we were using multiple platforms to connect with each other and clients and really didn't see a downtick in any type of the services we provide. That's technology, right?
0: I mean, yep. How would you say the pandemic impacted UBA?
1: I would say the pandemic actually affected UBA more than it affected my firm in general. You know, UBA's culture is so collaborative. And even though that we we have this great wisdom forum and all these type of technological networking capabilities to connect with each other and share things, nothing says UBA more than our three annual meetings, you know, two of which are in Chicago, one one gets changed every year. You know, the face-to-face collaboration and friendships and sharing of best practices and we have these groups we call perspective groups where we all get together in a room for multiple hours every meeting and really it's kind of an open forum there's some guided discussion but for the most part if you're showing up and you have an issue and you need some help or you're looking for a competitive edge you've got typically in that room you know 15 to 20 partners who are going to help you out so that really changed things we we had virtual meetings, and they were really well attended. And you imagine you don't have to fly to Chicago to attend these. So most staff people attended, which was great, but it it truly wasn't the same. And we heard that loud and clear from most of our partners that they can't wait to get back together face to face.
0: So what would you say are some key lessons that you've taken from the pandemic from UBA or from your business?
1: From UBA, I think as a member of the board of directors, and since we're not meeting face to face and haven't, and it's it's going to be a year and a half, basically as of the end of August, it was important for the board to be really transparent about everything we were doing. So we'd set up regional meetings. We each represent a certain region of the country. We made sure all the partners from those regions were up to date on everything we were doing, everything we were considering. We always get input. We, we simply are representing our partners. And that became more important than ever when you took away the face-to-face. On a more local basis for our business, I would say that the the big lesson, and and I thought we did it well, is our staff or anyone's staff needs to be 100% focused on serving clients and member advocacy, whether in office or remote. It starts from management that you know, management's going to set the tone as to how accessible they are, how much help they can give. We, the, the, the four partners here, were in the office just about every day with safely social distancing, wearing masks, et cetera, with more than a few staff members who would elect to come in, whether it was to finish a project or to get access to things they couldn't get remotely from home. But they knew that we were there, how to find us, and if they needed support, we'd give it to them. And they did exceptionally well.
0: So UBA is well-known for its annual health plan survey. Would you mind talking a bit about the survey, how it's compiled, and how UBA uses the results?
1: It's a loaded question, Dan, because there's so much to that survey. And many of the UBA firms use it. The word I'm looking for is probably immensely in in terms of the, the volume of times they use it. But the survey is compiled every spring. The 2020 survey actually inputs will close this June 30th. So we're working on that now. Every UBA firm inputs relevant plan data about their clients size 10 to 10,000 plus to build the largest and most comprehensive health plan survey in the industry. And I think what sets it apart, I'm sure is aware of this because Nehu's a big help to us. Most surveys focus on groups with 500 or more enrolled and they're surveying maybe a hundred firms, and they're all big firms. They may not even be sporadically represented nationally. It could be centered in the Northeast or out West, but UBA generates data from more than 20,000 plans. We can break down the data by region, by state, by industry, nationally, by group size. It makes it particularly valuable for firms, let's say between 10 and 500 employees, to be able to benchmark their plan in terms of contributions, funding methods, deductibles and co-pays, plan costs, uh, out-of-pocket maximums, fully insured versus self-funded, how many firms are implementing using HRAs, what the HSA penetration is, prescription drug coverage info. I mean, it it is a treasure trove of data that small to mid-side to lower, larger firms can really use to help attract and retain employees.
0: You mentioned that most of these other benchmarking reports focus on these larger groups. Is there anything else that you say would separate the survey from other benchmarking reports?
1: We have the ability, and I, I can't speak for the others, but we have the ability to share with our clients and give them access you know, through the internet and through our portal that they can do some of their own benchmarking using our data, which is really helpful. And we try to use those results with clients collaboratively, typically at renewal. So we're not only benchmarking their plans so that they can see where they stand versus competitors or or in the region. Probably lesser known is the fact that you know we have data going back to two thousand and five. Dan, we started this survey two years into UBA, you know, on a longitudinal basis. We're tracking cost trends and things like that that nobody else has been doing. We have the ability to do that. So at the end of the day, that that volume of uh, basically what amounts to now 16 years of data from all these plans at smaller group sizes to large group sizes lets us leverage for a typical UBA firm, your local knowledge, along with the data from the health plan survey, to really recommend really cogent renewal strategies for our clients for 2021 and beyond. It comes down to more data that's more applicable to more firms in terms of size than the typical national survey.
0: Moving on to other aspects of the UBA. UBA has certainly demonstrated a vested interest in legislative issues. What propels the organization's interest in what's happening here in Washington?
1: Obviously, you know, NEHU plays a big part in this for us. So I would say UVA partners are well aware that we tend to be the voice of our clients when it comes to legislative issues concerning benefits. Dan, you're on the inside of the industry. You know how confusing health insurance is to the average yeah. layperson. And that's Definitely. also true of the average business owner. So rather than get bogged down in details of legislative affairs or something that's coming up that, state mandated benefits or things like that. They really count on us to advise them and represent them. And by partnering with Nahu really for just about everything, we educate our clients and advocate for them. And on the UBA side, we have a monthly legislative update that we provide. And I don't know that everybody reads it, but when they're hearing rumors about things that are going on in Washington, we get a lot of calls on those legislative updates.
0: I'm sure you do too. UBA was part of NAHU's agency membership pilot program, though we have since opened the program to any agency that enrolls 75% of eligible agency members. Why did UBA decide to partner with NAHU on this? And what would you say are some of the benefits of agency membership?
1: Well, UBA recognized long ago that NAHU that provided real value to UBA firms, both in terms of Educational programs and, and lobbying and just simply representing our interests. That agency program, which is a great program, allows agencies to enroll more members at less of an expense. And then it allows those members to take part in, you know, the HUPAC essentially, I think, increases activity and certainly knowledge on UBA members' part to be part of NEHU. You guys have so many educational things, it's ridiculous. And that poll program, we added 260 new members, which is fantastic. It worked really well. And just Nehu's been a great partner.
0: So before we conclude with our Toast of the Week, is there anything else you'd like NHU members listening right now to know about UBA that maybe we haven't discussed?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I tell people a little backstory. When I joined UBA in 2005, and to my eternal embarrassment, I tell people that at the time Bill Howell was our president, it took Bill like five months to convince me to give it a hard look. And I'm embarrassed that it took five months because finally, once he got me to fly down to the midwinter meeting in that time was in Naples, Florida. I went to my first collaboration session when I got down there and in an hour I was sold. I mean, I picked up the phone called my partners and said, I'm embarrassed that it took me five months to do this. This is the greatest thing that had ever happened to us. And and to some degree, we grew exponentially from that point. We picked up large clients. We had some international clients. We had clients that were traded publicly. We had clients that were running operations in Canada and other parts of the country where UBA partners were invaluable in helping us manage that. It was like one-stop shopping for the client. So, you know, it's been, really, it's the best business move we made here way back in 2005. And what I'll say to pitch UBA, I always say I bleed UBA blue. It's a great balance of small and large firms that that seem to complement and benefit each other. We have all these unique proprietary arrangements with carriers, whether it's our level funded program or a health plan consortium and we're doing education beyond what what nehu can provide we have account manager academies compliance academies producer academies uh, self funding academies and it's a combination that works really well between carrier representatives that are uba partners and some really savvy uba veterans that are teaching these classes and in some cases some nehu people have helped out over 3 or 4 days so we're doing a lot for our partners Whether you're small, mid-sized, or large, UBA has something to offer.
0: It is now time for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. What are we toasting to this week?
1: Here is to the ending of COVID, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a glass in your hand, everyone raise your glass. It can't come fast enough whenever it comes. I'm not sure when it officially ends, but in my mind, it's ending now. Cheers! Thank you for joining us for the NAHU
0: Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. For more information on NAHU's government affairs efforts, or to become a member, visit nahu.org.